the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You are listening to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot. I am Alan Knight, joined today via phone by my man Campbell Cox. What's up, Campbell? Hello, Alan. I'm, we're making this a thing, aren't we? I love this. We are, but we can't do it in person due to scheduling, and uh, I guess it's getting near EOP, near, near the end of EOP season, huh? Yes. In fact, today is uh, October the 29th, and we're two way, two days away from the, uh, the the final date of the October deadline. And um, it's busy. It's extremely busy. You but um, get those orders in now. Yeah, gotta get, get everybody's busy getting the orders in, and customers are finishing up making their decisions and, and, and submitting those orders. And uh, it's October is always just a crazy month for us. It's busy, and uh, the last t- seems like the last three or four days end up being the the busiest of the month. So, uh, but hey, it's all good, bud. But you made it. You survived, right? We definitely survive, man, and um, I know that it's tough on it's tough on everybody because customers hate to, you know, they, they wait till the last minute because they got w- way more important things going on, and um, right. you know, guys like us, we panic because we think things aren't happening, and <laughs> and, and then it just all and then it all just works out just fine. So well, good, uh, good, absolutely. So, uh, would that leads you kind of into conference and show? Do y'all do so? You're done with EOP by the time we get there, then, correct? Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, there's definitely some lingering business going on, really all the way through the middle of December. But okay. um, yeah, conference and shows right around the corner. Yeah, um, we are we are excited about it because I've been I've been on the edge of my seat just waiting on a call from Tim or someone else saying, "Well, we've decided maybe we shouldn't get together." And so now that it's coming together and yeah. we're all actually getting together. Man, it's ex- it's exciting and really looking forward to getting down there. I kind of I think of that as one of those tedious things where you do so many, and maybe it does get tedious and and overwhelming or boring. But then when you don't have them and it's not an option, you really look forward to going back. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more because there's always that more than a handful of guys that you just don't get to see. Um, until you get to the conference and show and and it's in those moments that you realize you know just how much fun it is to be back together and the same old jokes and talking about you know college football and all all the things that we talked about when we get together it's just uh, (laughs) it just kind of solidifies those relationships that we uh, foster in the business yes it does i'm looking forward to seeing everybody myself and i guess less than two or two weeks away so um hard to believe we just a show keeping note we're only going to do uh episodes on the first of the month we're not doing off course episodes so no we won't be back until december 1st you and i together with the intro and what we i want to wish you a happy thanksgiving obviously um what you gonna do for the holidays oh man you know i i i always look quite honestly uh, as the conference and show almost as like that moment where everybody finally exhales for the year exactly yes you know, because we've come off of the manufacturers and the distributors and the businesses have 
just come off of a really busy fall season. But we can't quite rest yet because we got to get prepared for the show. Right. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into securing the hotels, the getting reservations for your company parties and attending things and being where you want to be and all those things. So oh, yeah. it's, it's still a lot to focus on. So I look forward that I'm not going to lie to you, man. When we leave, when we pack up that trade show floor on yeah. Wednesday mornings, yeah, it's like, you can feel the weight come off of your shoulders. <laughs> I get it, man. I get and, it. And like you said, it's it transitions so nicely into being able to spend time with your family and loved ones the next week in uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, our kids, they get almost the whole week off so we can. And then after that, people get to spend time in the woods and, and then go into um, – christmas and then new year's and everything else and then you just kind of start your year all back over again so yep. uh, man it's really looking forward to this this time of year because it's it's this time of year when everybody gets to kind of exhale deeply and um kind of just get to recharge a little bit that's right and I, you may uh i'll go and apologize in advance for whatever silly things i do in the simplot booth when i'm filming <laughs> we got a new suit this year we got got rid of the jungle suit i got a new suit I I have no idea yeah. what it is. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. and um, we're gonna have to get a selfie or something, man. Is that well, all right? I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Uh, <laughs> I do want to do one other announcement that for the Carolinas GCSA is now that you you can get Carolinas GCSA gear, uh, hats, shirts, long sleeve dry fit shirt, short sleeve, and also the drink tumblers from TurfTshirts.com. So if you want any Carolinas GCSA gear check out turf t-shirts.com man i and i will vouch i bought myself one of the clemson turf grass um hats nice and I, man i absolutely love it it's I got a cool you. retro look to it yeah. it's good man i i love it and i've and in my travels and been around i've seen some nc state hats out there hadn't seen any uh or georgetown hats don't know if you guys are making those or whatever but uh or whoever's making them yeah. um but uh those those hats are pretty cool yeah, absolutely so Check it out there, and uh, Campbell, thank you. I will see you in less than two weeks at Myrtle Beach, and we'll talk to everybody again December 1st. Absolutely. I got one small shameless plug. I yeah. just want everybody to want everybody to please come by and say hello at the Simplot booth. We will have Dr. Bill Kreuzer with us talking about our new involvement and our partnership with uh, the Greenskeeper app. Wow. And uh, very excited about having him there and getting to know people from our from the Carolinas and from yep. our region and from our market. So uh, please come on by and say hello and introduce yourself to Dr. Kreuzer. He'll be there to answer any questions about uh, what we have going on with him. So appreciate your time, Alan. Thank you, Campbell. And like he said, go by the Simplot booth. Say hey. <laughs> All right, my Happy man. holidays, buddy. You too. Be good. We got uh, yeah. we got Jeremy Boone today from the mountains of North Carolina, western North Carolina. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, good story. So I think everybody enjoy that. And, uh, again, Campbell, thank you, and happy holidays, my man. Hey, you too, Alan. Thank you so much for our ongoing partnership. Always good to be a part of this. This portion of the Pullin' Weeds podcast is brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture's industry-leading performance pack lineup of innovative products. Performance Pack delivers next-level dependability for your greens fertility programs. Coupled with our fertility management calculator, the Simplot Turf and Horticulture sales reps are able to work with you to design and formulate a winning game plan specifically for your property and objectives. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. 
Welcome in, everybody. Happy to be here today with none other than Jeremy Boone, probably my all-time favorite, from uh, one of the board members when I first got hired, who quit, like Paul Brandenburg. And he's about to be a board member. Well, we hope. Okay. All right. Jeremy, how you doing? Doing well this morning, Tim. Tell everybody where we are. We are at Springdale um, at Cold Mountain. At Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. Not coal strip mining we're not in west virginia we're in north carolina whereabouts in north carolina are we we're in western north carolina we're between canton and brevard so to those people in australia give them a little better perspective Asheville and nashville we're about 35 minutes west of Asheville. nice which is the but, most flora and fauna of any other county or something like that in the country right something Unique varieties that. of plants. Well, if they're from Australia, they've probably <laughs> seen the movie Cold Mountain with Nicole Kidman. Was that from filmed right up here? It was not filmed here. It was written about here. It was actually, I think, filmed in Hungary or something. We got any listeners there, Alan? Maybe. <laughs> we will now. <laughs> Maybe. Get a bot or two. So, wait. Well, is it about your family? Because aren't you from here? I am uh, originally from three miles down the road. What is that, one or two hills, ridges? You just one ridge over? About three ridges down the river. But your whole family's from that whole ridge, right? Tell everybody that story. That blew me away. Like all on the side of a mountain? Oh, we've got about 20 acres, mom's side of the family. Um, we're about three miles down the road. Uh, my grandfather bought it in the late 40s, so my aunt and uncle lived on the property with mom and dad and my grandparents so it was uh you couldn't really get away with anything and that's three miles from where we are today that's three miles from springdale where you are as a nice 38 year old grown man sorry i tried (laughs) it's been a while since i was a 38 year old grown man i have one small child it's all good give us some history on this golf course here uh, this golf course, I believe, was built in the late 60s, nine holes, and then uh, Mr. Fred Tingle bought it, and they built the, the second nine. Uh, it's been in the Tingle family for about, I think it was about 50 years. Uh, then it was purchased f- about three years ago um, by the Lex family or Lex uh, West and his dad, Zan West, uh, from Hartsville, South Carolina. They've been coming up here for years, and... Uh, own a home here and wanted to come up his dream was to make Springdale his place to retire hmm. yeah you can see it's you're getting on that now with the building you got going on it's a beautiful facility oh yeah well, he he has invested heavily in the property and that's really the only reason that I got out of the hardware business because Springdale goes back in, in my family for over 40 years uh when my son started working here he was a fourth generation springdale employee Uh, my mother ran the kitchen for several years back in the 70s early 80s so i ran around here when i was in my single digits kid wait 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 age or handicap age at the time okay all right all right both have been a long time ago <laughs> that's cool though both both have been a long time ago my grandmother worked for my mom in the kitchen um my dad helped build houses around springdale in the early 70s before he started working at the uh, 
paper mill in town. And uh, then my son actually was a cart boy the summer before I came on board. So I was kind of the missing generation. Uh, and when I came on, it completed four generations in our family that's worked here. And uh, actually my grandparents are buried just left of the fourth green in the, uh, in the church cemetery. That's pretty amazing family history right there, three miles down. I just, I knew that when we met, you were from the area, and I had never been up here much, but um, to hear all that, that's pretty amazing. Well, while we're on the family thing, you comfortable telling them about the boys? Pretty proud of them. Where are they? Oh, yeah. All, all the kids are great. Um, my oldest, this summer, um, it, was a, it was a great summer and a terrible summer. Um, Having both boys working at Springdale, my oldest, Nick, uh, was on the golf team at Mars Hill and came up two summers ago and did an internship for his sports management class and worked in the golf shop. Yep. And had no aspirations of, played on the golf team, but was going into coaching or teaching something along those lines. And after a summer in the golf shop, decided he wanted to be a, an assistant golf professional. So when he graduated, uh, Rodney Russell, our head pro, hired him as an assistant professional here at Springdale, and he ran our junior programs this summer. Um, I spent a summer in the golf shop way back when, and that's when I decided I wanted to be in the golf maintenance business and not uh, behind the shop counter. So um, that was a change, and then my youngest, Alex, when the pandemic started, his junior year, um, he was in virtual class, so he started working for me out in maintenance, left the carts and came over and worked for me in maintenance in summer of 20, and then stayed with me through this summer before he went uh, to Emory and Henry College up north of Abingdon, Virginia, and he's playing golf and loving college life and uh, Taylor the middle daughter is at Western with one one more semester of uh, engineering nice and she'll be and then uh, my Civil? wife um, it's a general engineering nice yeah and uh, then uh, my wife Kelly just retired from teaching after 30 years so she's more busy now than when she was teaching why is, why is that? Uh, she's working for an attorney doing some stuff there and um, just everything just else that comes everything at you. else she said I thought I would have time when I retired but she's more busy now than uh, she's also kind of general contracting two houses one with water damage and one with flood damage yeah so this golf course this whole area was affected by a major flood correct yes yeah we we received we were kind of devastated here through the valley somewhere north of 12 inches of rain that day after an inch an inch and four inches uh, we had about 12 had some landslides some major flooding we had six lives lost uh, due to the flooding I think over 700 homes either destroyed or impacted uh, by the flooding which I'm sure y'all saw on the drive-in today yeah. Upside down boats, um, sea dews still just on the side of the road. You can tell we're floated away. Okay, so I saw a sea dew sitting at a yeah. church, and I was like, well, "That's a weird display." Nah, it ain't but a that's display. It's just where it ended. 
Huh, the water okay. stopped running. That's where it was floating. That was that was not right here either. That was a couple miles. It felt yeah, like. and, and about a mile or so before that on the left, there was that red and white boat that was upside down. Same thing. Mm. Just yep. come down the stream. There was campers exploding against bridges. It, it was it was unbelievable. Uh, Buddy Lawrence, my general manager, said he had he came from the coast and said he had been through several hurricanes and really hadn't experienced the rain that we got. He was in our temporary admin trailer at the time and uh, said it sounded like a freight train, the river coming down the down the valley. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine. And, and, and in your entire lifespan, never had any event like that in terms of a rain event that would have caused that damage? Not not up here. We had the storms in 04. Uh, Ivan and Francis that came through and wiped out our football field and athletic fields and really did a lot of damage in Canton and Clyde. This was more destruction up the river in the Crusoe area. It was a wall of water. It wasn't over a couple of days. I was at home uh, that afternoon and my brother called and said, are you at work? And I said, no. He said, well, you can't get there. I said, what do you mean you can't get there? He said, the road's closed and it had just been raining. I mean, raining really hard. And I checked the, the map, and it was red over the valley. So my, my rain gauge is five inches. I'm not sure how quick it filled up, but it was uh, it was definitely full. Mm. Man, I All can't right. imagine. Well, let's, let's do something different. Let's talk about you and turf and your history then. Maybe we can start with, I don't know, why you went to NC State. And then your path to Sequoia, the gap in my knowledge base. Mm. Uh, do I have to tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I mean, it's just recorded for everybody to listen to. It's whatever you want out there. Oh, I could make up some, but there's probably people listening that would dispute this story. Yeah, um, That's fine. We got Twitter for that. Okay. <laughs> as long as you talk some more nicknames like... For your friends, Todd, and folks like that, as you sprinkle oh. some of those in along the way, that'll okay. be perfect. What did you call Todd earlier? Uh, can't remember. Can't, I can't remember exactly what we... We'll what? just call him Double T from now on. I, I Two T's. I can't, I can't remember tell lot Todd's. That's great. No, we ain't talking about you. No, we can't talk about him. No, I, we won't. Not until hey, he can he, be he, on. He's a fellow Wolfpacker. I met Todd years ago, probably early 90s when... He was selling irrigation, trying to sell irrigation to me at the Sunsbury um, when I met Mr. Armstrong. But, like, so when were you at State? I was at State in 91 and 92. Um, I started at Waynesville Country Club as just out of high school, and I wanted to I wanted to be a bellman. I had... Uh, like in a hotel? Mm-hmm. What, what lured you to want to be a bellman? You like the outfits, or...? The little monkey suits? No, we, they got to wear polos and jeans. I had two buddies um, that were bellmen at Waynesville Country Club, and the uh, this is important, the general manager was German. Um, super good guy, very successful, Waynesville Country Club, and I was on the golf team in high school. I played baseball for second grade to 11th grade, and in 11th grade, I quit having fun playing baseball, and that kind of shifted my life forever. You, you never know when you're, I don't know, 16 years old. Yeah. And uh, we had a bad game at West Henderson for the West Henderson boys out there, Alex Tolbert and <laughs> Colby. And uh, 
we had a bad game and we rode back to Canton and we rode with the softball team at the time and coach stopped at the baseball field and said go to home plate I'm dropping the girls off I'll be back what in the world we ran bases for an hour after an away game and uh, he said you know anybody doesn't want to play you can turn your uniform in and we had like two games left well, I put my uniform in a bag, and I said, I'm not having fun anymore, Coach. I said, uh, so to this day, love Coach. We get along. We talked in the hardware store, and I said, Coach, you didn't know you changed my whole life path because the next, my senior year, I play golf. And then I actually went to UNCA and played on the golf team while I was at Waynesville Country Club. And uh, I wanted to go to Waynesville to get free golf, and my two buddies were not very social, and they were making – 50 bucks a day and back then minimum wage was like 335 an hour and they're making 50 bucks a day in tips and they're not even they weren't even that friendly and i'm like i've got to get in there i can make 60 80 bucks a day and uh general manager said well i see you've been mowing and weed eating and things like that we'll put you on the maintenance crew and i said i really want to be a bailman and uh, i don't have any spots those are full and we're going to put you on the maintenance crew Years later, I realized my two buddies were blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Makes oh. sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. So, so I got kicked out on the maintenance crew, and I quit every day for Mr. Caney Kilby, it felt like, because I weed-eated 40 hours a week for probably the first two years, and I got to rake bunkers on weekends, and I thought that was awesome. Mm. And uh, But I think I made 80 bucks a week, but... I was playing $160 worth of free golf, so I couldn't really quit. I was making more mowing yards on the side than I did working at the golf course. Huh. And uh, then the third year, the the pro came to me and said, hey, you know, I'd like for you to work in a golf shop and work carts. Would you like to do that? And I'm like, yes. I'll get to be clean. I'll still get free golf. I can make some tips as a cart boy. <clears throat> Caney, I'm leaving. Sorry, you know. That's that's great, you know. Come back if you don't like it. About the fourth week, I realized that everybody I dealt with was probably sixty-five to dead. Yeah. You know, if you saw anybody fifty or younger, it was amazing at that time when we catered to senior groups, and it was busload after busload of senior groups, and I was inside looking out at sunshine and fresh air, and. Uh, so I started asking for the cart guy shifts instead of the in-shop shifts. and uh, Which is usually opposite. Usually you want to go from carts to inside. Yes. You know? And I was like, I want to be outside. Uh, I want to make some, some at least a little bit of tips and just be out in the fresh air. And at the end of the summer, I went back to UNCA and I went back to my super and said, please have the prodigal son back. I'd like to come back to maintenance. And... I played one event that fall on the golf team, and I said, Coach, I'm done. I was so burnt out on being around golf and uh, transferred to the community college the next semester and then to state the following semester and uh, and got into turf for three for my last two years of college. I asked this to anybody who goes to NC State University. You ever had Gumby, Gumby's Pizza? Like yes, you know, the green mm-hmm. carrot. That there's like it's got a, the big green. Bo- uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, huge. Yeah, good. Tomatoes and the pizza in. Did and I see they were closing? 
I don't think so. Who pizza in? No, no not, he uh, he he uh, he passed away. That's what it was. He, I saw. He, yeah, he passed away a okay. couple of weeks ago. I think saw yeah. that uh, in the Wolfpacker. I'm always curious. You're a certified golf course superintendent. Certifiable, yes, sir. What uh, <laughs> what was it? Was it tough to do? And what made you want to do that? It was. It it took some time. I I'd switched jobs in kind of the middle of the process, so it took me a little like, like a year longer than. I would like for it to have, and I went back to state and uh, and took the exams and I understand they're changing that program now, um, but it it's kind of that was the initials you wanted, and I had a a friend of mine that uh, when we were in college, you know, we always looked up to the guys who were. CGCS, yeah. and, and we made the joke. Yeah, one day we're going to be CGCS, and we're going to have it tattooed on our left cheek. <laughs> Whoa, do you? No. Does he? <laughs> no. Okay. Do I know him? Uh, you might. Okay. You might. We'll leave him off and talk you, about you, him later. Just you in might. Case. We'll talk. We'll talk about him later. But no, that was uh, it, it was something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to uh, win the national championship from GCSA that's never n- never happened never gonna happen the, the golf championship yes and uh, maybe and wanted to be you know a certified golf course and I and at the time I kind of want to be the youngest one but I don't think that happened either um, is that that Sarge numbered knife up there yes sir it is nice special oh. friend of mine sent that to me so nice. looking around your office here which is beautifully decorated on kudos <laughs> somebody else must have done the decorating for you Correct, like the way the pictures are hung, they're, they're no. equal. He's got enough. No, they, they could be much better, but uh, I do spend a little bit of time here, and really it's in here because Kelly said, I don't want it at home, take it to work. <laughs> That's why I have some of my stuff in the office, too. So a lot of interesting autographs, not just mine and Tim's. Uh, who, who we got up here on the wall? All these are to you. Uh, I've got Nota Begay, okay. um, who was the co-designer at sequoia that's right. kind of how i met Noda. okay ben crenshaw ben crenshaw that i uh, see that was from i think that's from a national show i think he was uh he was peddling some crenshaw bent grass and was at the booth <laughs> and uh and there was quite a line i'm like what's this line for and i said oh man it's ben crenshaw sure nice all right and then you got Payne stewart Oof. yeah they're not making any more of those no man um, he actually passed away on my mom's birthday, mm. October 25th. Um, yeah. Interesting story there. It was probably went with my director of golf to the PGA show in Orlando. And this had to be 96 or 97. And he had the Payne Stewart clothing line. And we're walking through and see this guy sitting in a director's chair in the booth and there's nobody around. It was Payne Stewart. Nice. So just walked up, started talking to him, super nice guy, you know, got his autograph, and I haven't lost it since. No doubt. That's a good one. All right, what about the one on the wall? Are those legitimate autographs? Oh, uh, yeah. Those are. That is um, that is the Notable Gay Foundation Challenge, which was at Turning Stone, and that was a couple of weeks before we opened Sequoia. And I got invited to go up and play in the Pro-Am. And I said, we only a couple of weeks to opening. Uh, you know, I've got to stay and I, I wish I could go. 
looking back, I should have gone and played. But uh, <clears throat> some people out there will get a kick out of that. Um, that's I, got, I did. That's got Nota Begay. <clears throat> Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Camillo Viegas, and Mike Weir. So Mike Weir. A couple Masters champions. Yeah, and Nota. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you start with that? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And then uh, in tucked into the corner, that's him and Nick Price. And I assume, is that your wife? That's that not Nick wife. Price from Camden either. Correct. Everybody. That's the Nick Price, the, the PGA champion. New Zealander. The, the, with the, the, old, the old Nick Price. The old 12-inch backswing. Yes, very quick. Very yes. quick. Super good guy. I got to have uh, – ended up getting to have a private breakfast with him at the Valspar Championship during my hardware store days. <laughs> I think that must have been just com- – sorry about that bang. Um Yipes. We're not done. Hey, well, <laughs> why do you keep looking around the room? We we just got through talking about NC State. He's still got a whole career from NC State to Sequoia. Just let me knock hey, out this, the glove. This is, this is, <laughs> a, you were worried this about is the ADD podcast. Yeah. He I'm was worried about mine and your, his, not yours. So who's the golf glove up there by the pool? The golf, club, the golf glove is actually J.T. Poston. Okay. Who it, played at Western Carolina yeah. from Hickory. I I actually purchased that. Oh, did you? Have that, that was... Um, the St. Jude. If you flip it over, it's got the St. Jude logo on it. They did an online auction. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the other JT shoes were there, and there was a lot of stuff, but that was a donation to St. Jude's that I, that I got that. Oh, you were way smarter about your matchbook and put it in a plastic thing. Yeah. Mine looks all chewed up. He's got an Augusta National Golf Club matchbook up there. That's from a friend of mine that went down there and said, here, you'd like this. I said, yeah, I'll probably oh, you didn't, get in the You clubhouse. didn't get to go get that and play? You didn't get that when you played? No. Oh, no, that's bad. that's never happened. I didn't mean to bring that, that up. That's never happened. I yet. got mine when I played down there. That's Jeremy. never happened yet. What about the football? Who's that? The football is um, some Atlanta Falcons. That's Buddy Curry, who uh, Buddy Curry played for the Falcons, played at Carolina. He actually played with my former boss at the hardware store, David Singleton. David was a defensive back at Carolina, and Buddy was a linebacker. Played with another gentleman named Lawrence Taylor mm. on the last Carolina football team to win an ACC championship. Man. And Buddy has a, a group called Kids and Pros. And through the hardware store, we sponsored um, this group to come in, and they do life skills through football. And it's about a three-hour camp. And we had about 100 kids in the county that come in and – uh, Buddy talks to him about life choices and safety with football. Uh, the kids throw around. And they get to meet some NFL alumni, and uh, it was just a great event for the kids. Man. All I remember about LT, got to have him in Tecmo Bowl. He ran over everybody. What else you see in there? Well, Cherokee just, Nation. Well, I was looking at his Carolina's green. And Do golf, we need to bring up the fact that I couldn't get in the uh, – Indian reservation last year out in the middle of South Dakota. So I sent Jeremy a text. I was like, "Hey man, you know anybody out here?" <laughs> no, no, no. I've got who else have I got up there? I've got uh, I've got Burt McCarty on my Clemson you hat. Do. Who's on the CGA hat? On the CGA hat, or is that just up there? Oh no, 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 no. On the CGA hat would be one of the legends, Bill Anderson. Oh nice. He, Bill came for a consulting visit nice. this spring and. Uh, I fed him some barbecue, and it was raining and nasty. But I had him off autograph my CGA hat and put up. So and then I, mm-hmm. Sparks on the south. Sparks is on the southeastern. <laughs> okay. Hashtag legend Jim Sparks. Well, what's the one in the corner with the golf tee on the the ball and the tee? Oh, that's my Nick. 
That's my Nick Price oh, from uh, Breakfast. Oh, you got a hat and a picture. Oh, I got a picture. I didn't get the picture autographed yeah, and printed out, but I did get an autographed hat and some other stuff. That, for, that looks like one of those 35 millimeters you actually had to take the film in somewhere to get developed. Uh, I don't, I don't think. That. It hadn't been that long ago. <laughs> All right, so now that we got autographs out the way, let's go from NC State to today. Autographs? Think, what about all these a, plaques? There's a Nick Faldo up there, too. Kelly got that for me. That's who my boys are named after. Sir Nick Faldo. Nick? Sir Nick. Really? Mm-hmm. Both boys are named after. And I actually, on the Twitter machine, I sent a tweet to him on Nicholas's birthday. And I uh, got a like from Sir Nick. Really? Uh, and tagged Nick in it. It was uh, going to be Nicholas Alexander Boone, because it's Nicholas Alexander Faldo. Wow. And it actually went Nicholas David and Alexander Dean. So I didn't want it. We used both names, but for two boys. So he was, he and Arnold Palmer and Tom Watson for the 91 Warburg Cup or the 01 Warburg Cup, the USB Warburg. The light was supposed to be like the senior Ryder Cup they did down at Kiowa in mm. 01 that they tried to do that Warburg Cup. Anyways, they were all there. Got to meet them all, get autographs. I snuck on the golf course because this is when I was working for Hat. Um, and anyways, Faldo, Palmer, Watson were three that stood out because they stopped, and we probably had ten or fifteen minute conversations about junior golf. The rest of them just kind of came and went. One of them even parked his cart on the green. I don't, we don't mention him, but yeah, yeah. Needless to say, we don't listen to him on any of his television broadcasts. But um, all right, so you went to NC State. Where were you working? When you went to state? Um, when I went to state, I was working at Waynesville Country Club. And I was also, if you look behind you. How is that possible? Well, I worked on weekends. So and I might have laid out on Fridays and came home on Thursday evenings because so I only commuted. had one class. So you went back and forth? No, no, no. I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I went to class Monday through Thursday. At NC State? At NC State. In Raleigh? In Raleigh. Which is how far from Waynesville? That's four hours. That's all I'm trying to say, folks. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I came home about every so other weekend, as you, long as there wasn't a home football you game. You telecommuted, basically, before that's what it was. Well, I found, it's hard to believe, I found a hat from 1992 behind you there on the shelf. <laughs> you see that? Dairy and process applications. Yes. I worked in the dairy plant and uh, would go in at 5.30, and if I had a 9 o'clock class, everybody was hung over and tired. I was wide awake. I'd already worked three hours. Is that the Lake Wheeler location? That is on campus. Okay. That is right on campus. Um, my aunt worked in I think food science. it's been science. moved out there now. It may be. It was in food science. It was in the basement of the food science building. No, no. This one, I'm pretty sure they moved it because I went on a tour of it when I was on the ag committee, and it's just past the turf building. Yeah. It's the ag farm. I went there by accident. Yeah. Uh, it's I, little, ice cream. Ice cream. Package ice cream. No, 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 take no, him no. anywhere. No, no. Uh, ice cream and that milk. That cup said perfectly normal as it fell. <laughs> Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we packaged milk. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, we pre- uh, packaged ice cream. And I think it was so, it was for on-campus food. It was for Dorothea Dix. It was for maybe the prison got the stuff. But, you know, the milk trucks came in at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and the same packaged them up. All the land-grant schools did that, the ag schools. Anyhow. Dorton Arena around back then? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Did it have um, air conditioning at that point? What was that? Yeah. No, it, okay. it was hot. We. Um, what is that? I, it's the big saddle. The, 
with the state team. fair. They had concerts there. Garth Brooks mm-hmm. was there in like ninety or ninety one, and people lined up for like a day uh-huh. to get in and see Garth Brooks. That's where like Jim Crock wrestling would happen. Ric Flair and those guys. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. You grew up with the wrestling too. Let me tell a story on my little brother, who who worked for me. This is the one I met. Yes, you met my little okay. brother. He uh, well, he's not literally forty something now. Um, he worked for me when he was in high school. He came to D.C. and worked because I lived with Adam Miss and I, who went state together. We were roommates in D.C. And Jared, my brother, got his license like the week before, and he came up and he worked for me, and we would send him out for dinner. And it was great. It was like Uber Eats before Uber Eats. I got my little 16-year-old brother, and it's like we'd give him the list, and he'd drive and go get food and come back, and he loved it. And uh, we came in one day, and he was passed out in the on the steps going into the house. You know, we'd get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and it was 1,000 degrees in D.C. He'd just come back and just face plant. Didn't even get fully into the house and was asleep in the floor. Mm. That was... Uh, Mm. interesting nice um, well anyway when he was little when he was my little brother we were at church one Sunday and if you do you remember what time wrestling came on on Sunday on Sunday 6.05 no that was Saturday but WWF came on I got out of church Uh, NWA Jim Crockett Promotions came on at noon okay what time do most churches get out 11.30 no, no. Nah, twelve thirty back then. My little brother, he was probably eight or nine years old. And you leave church and you're shaking the pastor's hand, you know. And he looks up and says, "Can you preach a little faster? Wrestling comes on at twelve. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, when I was a kid, if we went out to eat after church, man, I missed it. If we went home to eat, I got to watch wrestling. At least some of it. Correct. Correct. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think I remember that. So, Waynesville? Yeah, all right. So, where'd you we're, go? Come on, uh, focus, Jeremy. We got a story to tell here. Where, are where have you worked Wayne, before? Waynesville. I was at Waynesville for five years. I was at State and... For five years? For a year and a half. Actually, <laughs> three semesters. I, I, I'd been at UNCA for two and a half years. I had enough transfer credits. Um, went to Raleigh and uh, met this gentleman who was a state graduate and he was over the three park courses in Washington DC and he said you know I need somebody that'll come up to Langston Golf Course which is on the northeast side of town and I can't get anybody to stay I think the longest guy stayed like six months and he goes it'd be a great spot you know I need a superintendent you'll have a small crew Um, I'm like 20 and I'm going to get to be a superintendent and I'm going to have you know somebody over me a director and cool I'll go to DC so I went from four hours away to eight hours away and that was going to Raleigh was a culture shock from here going to DC was a culture <laughs> shock from Raleigh so occasionally I go to Raleigh to get back to the country yeah um, so it's all relative and uh, I spent three years in DC and kind of we I installed an irrigation system um, got to hear gunshots 
um, had a high speed chase, ended up in the parking lot. No, oh, you weren't talking about from the National Mall for cemeteries then. <laughs> we were right. The Langston Golf Course was built for the African American community ah. uh, back in the 30s. What year are we talking about when you were there? I was there 93, 94, 95. Okay. Uh, came to Asheville in 96. Kind of wanted to get back home and knew that I needed to get out to get back in. And uh, came back to the Sunsbury for two years. They were going to do some renovations, which never happened. Uh, after a little over two years there, Smoky Mountain job was open. And this was before the internet and all that. So I think I was at the National in like California. And we walk up to the job board, which had the eight and a half by 11 sheets telling you what jobs were available. And it said Whittier, North Carolina. And I'm like, where in the world is Whittier, North Carolina? Well, it's 45 minutes from home. I didn't know where Whittier was. And uh, Go west, young man. Yes. That's and it, and it said California's <laughs> full of whiskey so, and gold. So, so I'm in California and I've got a job posted at home. Well, Ted Stats was the general manager, and I actually played in his first WNC Junior Championship at Maggie Valley when I was 17. And I went and uh, I called him and said he'd like to interview me and went in and interviewed, and he told me, uh, he said, I've interviewed some guys older than you. Even at that time, I was in my 20s. And uh, he said, I've had some local guys apply, and everybody's kind of even, but I, I want to hire you because you've got experience away from here. Nice. Yep, that helps. That's a big one. And he said, you know, so your worldview's a little bigger. And I was like, okay. Well, about six months later, the bank foreclosed, and my worldview got much bigger. Mm, uh, they, you know, closed the golf course. Uh, from there, I went to, um, I was with a management company at the time and went to, California again to visit my uncle who had just fell into a golf course he had an investment group and they had landed they had lend money on different projects and they had nine holes and he called me and said I want you to come visit so I went to to California and I'm looking at this he said we're going to build nine more holes and develop this and I said oh so you wanted me to come this is kind of a job interview it wasn't just a family picking my brain thing and he said well that was kind of the idea while I was there I got two phone calls we've got a job in Missouri and one in Texas and Nicholas was one at the time so Missouri was the closest I went to Missouri for a summer and the um, the new owners of Smoky Mountain had called me and asked me would I be interested in coming back well Nicholas being the first grandchild on both sides and being 12 hours away was a little too much i said sure i'll i'll come back and uh, interviewed on saturday morning and he said how soon can you start and i said well i've got a 30 day notice well i need you now and i was like well you know i'm sorry you know if i agree to 30 days i'm not going to break that and he said well, what if we fly you back? I think I was early 30s at that time, and I was like, okay. So I can work in Missouri for four days. I'll drive to St. Louis two hours. I'll fly to Knoxville, drive home for two hours. And then uh, 
Hello, Miller. The dog just busted in by himself. Hey, Miller. <laughs> Miller. So, um, for a month, for four weeks, I worked Monday through Thursday. No, I worked Tuesday through Friday in Missouri. Flew back here and worked two and a half days at Smoky Mountain doing a renovation. And uh, looking back, I couldn't do that now. Um, that there was very like what little, you were doing in school. There was a very, very little sleep. Your but, whole uh, telecommuting life leading up to the second child sounds like was busy. It was uh, it was very busy. And then uh, I spent 10 years there. And uh, then I, and over that 10 years, actually longer than the 10 years, I kept hearing, uh, hey, we're going to build a golf course in Cherokee. You're a guy. We're going to build a golf course. And it's kind of like crying wolf. And it was like never happened, never happened. And it was very similar to Springdale. I had people for 15 years say, hey, we're, the Tingles are going to buy, sell Springdale. We're interested in buying it. Will you come be our superintendent if we buy it? Well, sure. You know, Got my hopes up several times, and it never happened. And similar with the Sequoia project, and the real estate developer had gotten Smoky Mountain. We did a lot of renovations. We put 419 Bermuda in the fairways. It gets hot over in that. Huh. Area it's a lot, about a thousand, about fifteen hundred feet lower than here, and got both sides open. And one of the hardest things I had to do was go in and tell my buddy Mike, the real estate developer, and say, "I'm sorry, I got a call from the vice chief, and they're actually going to do the golf course in Cherokee, and you know those opportunities don't come up very often. We're gonna, I'm going to go build a golf course." And so left there and went to uh, Sequoia for five years, and then uh, left there. Yes, and yes. went into the hardware business for a couple of years. Let me help uh, with that transition piece there. That that was a good transition. I wasn't sure how we were going to transition. I that. just jumped right in, and then he called me one day because we had a mutual friend in the distributorship side of some products that he was selling through his hardware store. So we stayed in touch, even as a non-superintendent through that. I don't know, what was that, 30, 40 years you, you were in the hardware business? <laughs> it, it feels like it at times, but it was it was a very good learning experience. Uh, we started off with one hardware store, and uh, David, the owner, was like, I, I went into that to be a part-time lawn and garden guy. He had a, a retired paint guy, and in the hardware business, your two linchpins are paint and lawn and garden, and he didn't have a lawn and garden. It had been open for about a year. And he said, well, you come do this part-time and uh, like starting in March. And this is like September. And I'm like, sure, I'd be interested in doing that and doing some social media work for him. And I'm like, not a problem. I can do that. And he called me the next day and goes, March is going to be too late. Can you start in December? I said, sure, just, you know, let me know and I'll, I'll start whenever. The next day he picked the phone, called me again and said, how soon can you be here? And uh, about six months later, he said, we're making a change. Would you like to be the GM of the store? And I'm like, well, sure. And then a year later, we kind of opened up another store. And he said, what do you think about opening another store? I said, okay. So you make a little more money. And third year, it was, I think we're going to open a store in Waynesville. What do you think about that? And circle. Uh, it, it just kind of kept growing. And... Um, then I got a call from Springdale and kind of had to tell him that I had actually 
turned down a few golf jobs because David treated me great. Uh, had a good time. Got to, to do some. We had two shows a year in the hardware business uh, instead of just one. So we were going to Orlando and Boston and New Orleans and different places. And uh, you know, enjoyed that. Got to go on some PPG paint trips to Scottsdale and to yeah. San Diego and got to play some golf. And I told the paint guys, you, you teach me about paint and I'll teach you about golf. So I got to meet some new friends that way. Um, and I told David one day, I said, you're making it awful hard for me to get back in the golf business. And he said, well, that's my plan. I don't want you to get back in the golf business. And, uh, he was gone the weekend they called and I told him I, on Monday morning, I said, look, I'm small town, David, I want to talk to you. I said, Springdale called and you know, they've kind of made an offer and I hit the ball back across the net and. He said, well, thanks for letting me let me know, you know, and I said, I want you to know first thing, and I said, I'll let you know if the ball comes back. And uh, about five minutes later, the phone, my phone rings, it's David, and I'm like, David, it's only been five minutes, you heard anything yet? I said, it's only been five minutes, I'll let you, I said, you'll be the, you know, the first to know. So he called me about an hour later, heard anything yet? I said, no. Uh, so then I called him, I said, well, the ball came back and I hit it back across the net. So I still don't know anything. Jeez. Oh, He's like, all right. But, uh, you know, came up and accepted the job here and actually worked as their social media person for several months and helped them out with scheduling and stuff. I, you know, I wish I could be in two places cause it, it was, it was fun. Um, looking at the P and L and reaching financial goals. You know, on the golf course, you're reaching for density goals or ball speed or aesthetics. And we were chasing that number. What was last week? What was last year's January number? You know, and I posted that number up for look staff. This is what we're looking to beat. You know, it's about customer service. It's about people doing business with people. I think a smart man in this room told me that one time people give to people that's yeah. for sure look yeah. at him clamming up over there yeah, I don't he's, know what you're talking about. I'm not a smart man but yeah <laughs> I'm here well and, and that's it, it was enjoyable and I kind of learned a lot about myself doing that because golf course superintendents have a skill set far beyond growing grass successful ones do that's for sure especially when it comes to the people management side mentoring i mean even looking at the financial budget side of it you know you mentioned chasing the number right from the other side and that's i've used this analogy a lot when we look at a board of directors their knowledge of budgets when it comes to a golf course is that they're a single line item that is represented in the expense column they're one of a collection of numbers unfortunately in a bigger budget but when you come to the association level you've got to worry about the income side right and how those factors come back and forth and for you i mean to be able to take what you had there and then turn it into a like you say a successful retail operation and to watch it grow it's pretty cool pretty cool it's pretty amazing what a, a, a hometown effort a hometown guy and a little effort can do i should say it, it, it was fun and it was a challenge sure just like why you're here right and this year has been challenge after challenge after challenge. Man, can't imagine. Can't imagine. 
All right, well, who's your favorite superintendent in the Carolinas? Oh, my goodness. That's a good question. We've never <laughs> asked that one. No, you've <laughs> never asked that one. I've got my cue card over here with, like, the answers I'm supposed to give. for That's a new one. My favorite superintendent. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Man, there's so many. You can list up to three. I can list up to three. And then we get into honorable mention and we don't want to hurt feelings. We'll just have to leave them off. Man, who 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 would be my favorite? I don't think I've got a favorite. Got a bunch of friends. Oh yeah, yeah. Got, well, got, that's got, a whole list. I got, mean, that's I mean, like I've, just open the cell phone. Yeah, I've got I've got a huge uh, I've got a huge list of friends that I did keep in contact with while I was out of the business. Sure. And I've got sales reps that I actually purchased product from, and sold through the hardware store. Nice. Um, I'll give Aubrey a plug. Uh, you know, he came and saw me at the hardware store and custom blended a hometown lawn fertilizer. Nice. That we sold and put a private hometown nice. sticker label on it um, that we were able to sell to the public. That's pretty cool. So um, I did business with Lee Howe. We did seed to customers through Corbin nice. Turf. Nice. So Lee's a good one, man. He's doing some really good work out there in the community as well. Yes, he is. He's he's coming to see me in a day or two. All right. Other than your barbecue, we're about to eat. Where's where's the best barbecue around here? Oh, uh, Butts on the Creek in Maggie Valley, uh, Haywood Smokehouse in Hazelwood. Butts on or in the Butts creek? Butts on the creek, <laughs> and uh, and hit the pit barbecue in Clyde. They they actually catered our golf tournament on Tuesday. Mm. They do nice. a pulled chicken and a pulled pork. Uh, guy yeah. went to. Well, it's got to be getting close. Because yeah. I'm seeing equipment pulling in, trucks turning around. Some guy showed up in a truck, looked all clean. He he must just be here for the free lunch hey, on a day off or something. The, the guys around here, and I've got members as well that when I'm cooking and smoking butts, they know where the door is, they know where the break room is. They know where the tongs and the, the drinks <laughs> are. They'll come fix their plate and, and roll on along. That's great. It's certainly pretty here this time of year with the leaves changing. Man. Not something I'm used to seeing in Columbia. Well, it's, Go ahead. It's prettier looking out the window today than it is being out there in the wind in Columbia. That's true. We're gonna get, you're going to get some more rain this afternoon, you thinking, up here? There, we're supposed to get supposed to get this morning. Um, we could use a little bit. We're getting a little dusty and dry. They're calling for an inch for us from upstate yeah. down to the Midlands. Inch, half inch to an inch. What kind of greens you got? Bent grass? Bent grass and poa, otherwise okay. known as mountain bent grass. Gotcha. Um, fairways? Fairways are blue and rye with some bent mixed in, and we just interceded with bent grass and all the fairways. we got two fairways that are really strong and bent out here. Okay. And uh, so we're, we're pushing that. Uh, my GM noticed as we closed after the floods how good the fairways looked out here after two weeks of no cart traffic. And I said, bluegrass doesn't like cart traffic. Right. Uh, makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but the bent takes the, the traffic a little better. What's your acorn situation been like this year? As bad as last year, or are you not noticing as many? About the same. Really? Yeah, about the same. Maybe not as, not quite as much, but they're still on 15 green. Still on the couple of greens that we have oak trees too close to the putting surfaces we yeah. haven't had nearly as many in the upstate as as man last year it seemed like i don't know if it was a record crop or something but i mean they were everywhere um that was more of a deer 
focused question. Well, I was wondering. I know Steeler had the service come pick him up at his place at Highlands. Acorns? Yeah. Man. The, you, you, guys, you afford that service here at Springdale, Jeremy? Or is that what you call I miss Alex? <laughs> I do miss Alex. I miss Nick. I miss my, my high school help. I want to say it was like a county agricultural deal or something about really? bears. Or... Really? Yeah. Well, was that on the podcast? Yeah, it was. I have to listen on my way home. Golly, I don't even remember him talking about that. That's great. To, to keep the bears out so they go get rid of all the yeah. acorns. Yeah. Man, that's better than shooting squirrels in that club, too. You probably hit a house. Well, we've got a few deer around here, but not many. Yeah. I mean, one of the fastest animals in Haywood County is a deer because there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Why? Hills? I mean, this seems like great habitat. It's a 52-year, 52-week season. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. You're in the mountains. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> the back porch and a gunshot's not unheard of every evening from somebody's back porch. All right, so we're going to hit him up with the... Go ahead. Knock it out. Let's get let's let's wrap him up. I'm not even going to ask. You can just tell us. What, what am I going to tell you? First car you drove. First car first car I drove was a f- maybe late 50s, early 60s. Don't remember. It's my great uncle's. It's like a Ford Fairlane or Comp Dodge Dart or something. It was like a miniature tank. Yeah. Thing, I was going to say, it's a No power way. steering. I could barely. And the family property, I drove over the boxwoods, and I was probably, <laughs> you know, eight or nine years old, and the keys were always in it. Hey, hey, you want to go practice driving? And, and you couldn't see. You, you know, and, you know, you had to. Turning was difficult. <sighs> but, uh, and that car, it made a trip to town once a month. I mean, mm. it was crazy. And growing up, you know, going to Canton happened to go play ball or. Maybe to go get groceries once a week. Yeah, I just remember my first car didn't have power steering and how different it was. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy. And then my first, first car was actually a truck, of course. Uh, Dad bought me a 1985 S10 extended cab, two-wheel drive, brown on brown. Mm. Is that why you still like the little trucks? No, no. I, I had the big truck. And I like the big truck, but when I started at the hardware store, we had the Silver Bullet. It was a little Nissan, like I've got now. And I didn't like it at first and drove it for, I don't know, two or three years and put gas in it and changed the oil and the tires and had no issues. And um, when I got back in the business, my Silverado was on its last legs and I went to look at a vehicle and the little white Nissan was sitting there and I said how much is that one and I compared the price and the maintenance upkeep and knew what I was going to drive it for and my papa truck gets uh, hauls of trash and that's that's about it nice. still, still got it no he's got a different one Okay, but it's he's still got it. a smaller yeah. he's got the yeah. little yeah. little white Nissan out there yeah. and uh, of course it's a white pickup truck you can't be a golf course superintendent without a white pickup truck man I went through that man I tell you but you know the positives of that I don't know if you heard that before but you know if you pull up to like I do a lot of traveling right so if you pull up to certain construction zones like that first dude if you're the first dude that stops sign, they just keep waving you through man because they think you're working you throw an orange hat on you know what I mean dude they just wave you right around and I've been like alright see ya the key is act like you know what you're doing hell yeah oh so I forgot Tim doesn't have a white truck anymore, and we were at the board meeting at Lexington last week, and I was going to meet him in the parking lot, and this other person pulled up in a white truck, and I go walking up to the back, and I was about to open the back door, 
<laughs> and I knew that. Luckily, I knew the guy. Uh, but I was like, "Oh, this isn't Tim." <laughs> hey, and then you it, came in the gray truck. I was like, oh. "If you've got a radio and a golf cart, you can go about wherever you want." Oh yeah. And you couldn't do this now, but I was friends with the stadium superintendent at RFK when I was in DC. So there, there were some perks. I saw backstage, saw the Eagles nice. on the Hell Freezes Over tour. I was standing like. Don Henley comes walking past me as I'm standing on the back side of the stage. So you're saying take a golf cart and a radio, and you can pretty much get wherever you want to go. I drove. The golf course was right across the parking lot and Benning Road from RFK. So I'd put my radio in my white golf cart and drive through the parking lot, and I would wave at security and drive into the basement at RFK Stadium for Redskins games. (laughs) Uh, Saw... uh, Elton John and uh, Billy Joel on the That's dueling piano tour. Oh, okay. Sorry, backstage. That's almost worth staying for. No, oh, <laughs> it, it, it was cool. Yeah. Um, it, we we had some some fun times in DC. What about the Grateful Dead? Did you ever see them at RFK? They no, but them. they were there. Yeah, I mean they they did like a week of shows right, or something right. there. That was the week you had to clean up stuff every morning on the golf course. <laughs> we had, Run over we, sleeping bags. We we had to clean up that. It was kind of scary. You could hear gunshots at night if you were spraying late. Um, we had a car. I was mowing greens and going and and we started first tee time was sun up. There was no tee times. Public golf. Mm-hmm. It was when you could see you could play. And I was mowing greens going from one to two, and I saw tail lights sticking straight up in the air and i said well, i'm skipping two and i'm going over here to four when the sun comes up i'll come back through and there was a car nose down in the creek and it was reported stolen but mm. it was funny that the doors were locked yeah yeah oh jeez um we had a, we had a shotgun shooter up there had a national park service police helicopter land on the third fairway and two guys jumped out with look like airwolf had their helmets and their guns drawn they're running over in the woods and i think somebody had an air rifle over by the arboretum shooting at squirrels or something Mm -mm -mm. man don't come to my house with that dress on (laughs) because you might get shot back at because kids are on the back porch with those guns regularly (laughs) you'd see guns up there and people would freak out and i mean kids carrying guns up and down the road here i mean they're hunting squirrels i'm from the country well in south carolina it's open you can open carry now if you have a concealed weapons permit you can legally carry it unconcealed right like it's crazy they well, last august it changed yeah I mean, you it's can like montana you can carry your gun on your hip walk into the you Publix. Can, you can in north carolina you can stand on the corner with ar-15 huh yeah that's yeah. that's not a concealed weapon though i mean that's correct a, but that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anything we left out, man, anything you so need to do mention? you have your concealed carry? Mm-hmm. Okay, good job. Yeah. He's packing in case you got out of line. We, he was ready to handle you. It's not for, <laughs> it's not for Jeremy. I'm worried. Hold on. The way Jeremy just gave me a little nod, I think we can have a quick draw here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> dude, you, this is not a conversation you need to have up here. Like, everybody's already under the assumption that you're fine. You know what I mean? You're, okay. You're armed. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you're not yeah. from here. <laughs> Only guns I got in the packet right here. Oh, jeez. I hope that makes it on the No. I hope that makes it on for everybody to see our little video clip meeting up. Only guns I got right here. He he did that. Yeah. That's great. Alan's been doing push-ups this year. That's good. Yeah. I'm trying to push away. Push away from the table, and it's not working. Mm. You know, I I, I can't say that I've got a favorite superintendent, 
I know I went to school with a lot of guys that are still in the industry, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hate to name a bunch of them because I'm going to leave some out. But, you know, in my class, that 90, 91, 92, there was a lot. It's almost like the uh, the draft of 93 with the quarterbacks. Yes. With, yeah. with, with Elway and Marino and oh, I Kozar. I don't know if I'd put our group in that. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. With oh, the yeah. jobs that some of them had and some of that grouping, some of the guys that came out of that oh, age group. Yeah, we had uh, Aubrey was in school. Andrew on Wampler on the sales side. David uh, Lee was behind you. David Lee was behind me. Um, Dougie was there. Doug, I think, was, was in front you. of me. Yeah. Um, Keith Knoxon. Okay. Uh, David and Kyle Bibler. Craig Hooks. Our guy Jeff, out at uh, uh, Landfall. Jeff Holiday. Uh, David Johnson. Yep. Uh, Andy Yoder. That's amazing. I mean, it was it was quite a group. I think we started in our first turf class. We're looking around, and there was sixty of us. Can y'all do a reunion picture at this year's show so we can get a, how it started and how it is now? We won't do a weight comparison or anything. We'll just we just want the pictures. <laughs> that that would be good. That would be good. What about yeah. Craig Hooks? He was in. Craig was Craig. Craig and David were in. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys. And like I said, I'll for, I'll forget. Armstrong was there then? Uh, no, he was way before us. Yeah, he way was he was already us. working. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, I think he was might have been at Rock Hill. He has been getting cheap coffee at McDonald's for a good while now. But, um, yeah, so, there, sorry, there was Todd. there was a I know a, you listen a, quite a group of us, but I think the first turf class there was like sixty, maybe seventy guys in Doctor Bruno's class. Yeah, and then we go into uh, Doctor uh, Peacock's class, and he's like, "Look to your left, look to your right." They will not be in Dr. DePaula's class. Mm. And we probably graduated 20-something. Yeah. Wow. So I was in the top 20 in the class. Good for you. you always been in the top. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's go eat lunch. What do you think? What, do you got anything else? I'm good, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having us up here. Hey, it's wafting in now. I can't stop smelling it. I know. Before, yeah. it was just a linger, but now it might have been when Miller kicked the door open. Yeah. might have been. That was cool. Well, I, t- I turned the... Can we feed the dog? Yeah, just don't tell. We we feed the dog all the time. We just don't tell Ryan. Okay. Yeah, and, and has hey, he got he, it on some fancy and diet? He he probably does. Miller Miller's a, a hoot, but you know Ryan. I hired a Clemson guy as my assistant. Yeah, you did well. I did. Yeah, I did. And the crazy thing is, Adam and Adam Miss that you know his wife's the Tim Krieger of the Suzanne. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, They're both coming to the show. They are. They are. Um, talk them into it. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, tried to get them to come last year, but they did, but it was virtual. Yeah, um, yeah. But Adam and I met at State. Well, he's originally from Highlands. He worked with Ben Barnes. Really? Yes, for Dave that. Hassel at Highlands Falls. Oh, wow. And we met at State playing volleyball. And knew, he found out I lived up here, and we started riding back and forth together from school. Nice. Um and then we ended up in D.C. together. So it was... Uh, Y'all known each other for a while then. We have, and it turns out that we would have met at Clemson if Clemson had had a two-year program. Yeah. That was... he. We both looked at Clemson and said, you know, we've been in college before. We want to go finish up there. We don't want to go spend another three years in school. And uh, 
So we ended up meeting at state because they had a two-year program. That's crazy. It's amazing. And y'all stayed in touch just by writing letters for all those years before the phone. That's cute. Smoke signals. He was four mountains over. Barbecue smoke signals. There you go. That's the name of my grill. Bar- smoke signals? I've got a Traeger grill and I can. it's got Wi-Fi technology. So you named it on the little thing? So it's na- the name. Yeah, you can put however many grills you have on your app. So Kelly, unfortunately, we were backing the truck down last night. She twisted her ankle, her bad ankle. She hit the ground. I was worried. I thought she'd broke it. She thought she'd broke it. End up being at Mission Hospital last night, almost till midnight. <sighs> Luckily, nothing's broke. Well, about ten thirty, I'm sitting in the waiting room at the ER, and I went, "Oh no, Tim and Al's butt is on the is grill. on the grill." So you just so I opened the app up, checked the probe temperature, and checked the grill temperature, and said. Let's back this down to about 165 for a while so we don't overcook That's it. That's cool. Love it. So it was like. That's cool. Yeah, we, we sold Traeger grills at the hardware yeah. store, so I'm a big Traeger fan. We've got one, but it doesn't have that high-end technology in it, but it's it's nice. I think you can add that. <laughs> I think you can add the Wi-Fi technology. I don't think Tim's ready to. Tim's not I a technology spend that guy. much time at home now. Yeah. Neither yeah. do I, That's but I can grill from here. I can put stuff in when I leave to come to work. That's tempting. I can can adjust it. And I I love selling those. That was my favorite thing to sell in the hardware store. I said, talking about church and going to uh, wrestling. Now, if your pastor goes over and keeps rambling, you can pull your phone out and check check your meat. (laughs) And it's like, now, you want to come home and have dinner at 1230. What happens if the preacher keeps going and you've got your your bud or whatever you're smoking in there, you can check the grill and you can turn it down and say, okay, I'm going to be running late. We'll turn the grill down and you don't spoil your meat. All right, let's go get a grill and some of this meat. You can buy a grill any day you want. I got one. But I don't need a Bluetooth. We do have that on that, uh, what's the uh, the thing you stick in the water? Fishing pole? No, to prepare the meat, the French thing. The bidet? Oh, never mind. No, it's the. It'll come to me here in a minute. But you, you, it's the motor thing that sets the meat to a temperature before you cook it. You put it in a pot of water, and you stick this thing in it, and it gets the meat to like 100 and whatever 60 that you want, and then you just put it on the grill for like two seconds and sear it. I feel like we're playing twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. No, I know what you're talking about. The sous vide. Yeah, sous vide. You ain't heard of that. That's new technology for the mountains. Yeah. You don't cook with it. You prepare the meat with it that way. You can do chicken, anything. And you put it in like a Ziploc bag in a vat of water, like in a tub, and this little motorized thing comes in there and it circulates the water to a certain temperature over a time so the meat's already at the temperature you want to eat it. So if you cook a steak, for instance, and you love medium rare, that's what you're going to get. Mm. Sous vide. It's a French thing. Sous vide. Now they know. Aren't these mountains named about, after French people or were these British people that came in here? Sous vide. Sous And let's go get some in on that. Sous vide. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simpla. Please follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.